Blog Talk Radio. I will break your ass in half, you little shithead. Yep. The genesis of Magilla Cuddy. are back in the saddle, so the Atomic Drop Show rides again on Blog Talk Radio. Did you miss me? Oh, how I have missed you. You can talk a little wrestling with us by calling 619-924-9761. You're going to give me what I want. I've been asking for it for years. And now, once again, here are your hosts, Justin Todd and Kyle Cruz. Paul, speak up to That intro never gets old. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Atomic Drop Show. I am your charming, colorful, oh-so-handsome host, Justin Time. And believe it or not, for some ungodly reason, my dogs are barking, and I don't know why. But waiting for my best friend, Kyle Cruz, down in sunny Orlando, Florida, to call in. Uh, we apologize for last week. Had a little bit of a, a little bit of a setback here. Not going to complain why. Uh, just Kyle had some, uh, personal matters going on in his life, and you know what? We were able to, uh, deal through up that, uh, custom episode, a little throwback Thursday. Nothing wrong with a good old throwback episode of the Atomic Drop Show. Uh, if you remember correctly, we had none other than the master of the list, the creator, the brainchild of the list, one, Jimmy Jacobs. He was one of our, one of our original first guests that we had on the show, so it was always a very nice throwback to give it back to the master of the list, Jimmy Jacobs. Other than that, this week we are talking about WWF In Your House Triple Header, as well as other topics that we are going to be uh, getting into momentarily. Uh, we also are looking forward to a whole bunch of new and exciting things going on. Uh, we are going to be hopefully coming out soon in the upcoming weeks with a special contest. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, Kyle Cruz. Yo, what is going on? What is happening? Hey, 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 so really quick, I got to ask you. Yes, sir. Um, are, are we like kayfabing this day or or can I let it all hang out? Oh, we, we can have some fun. So, you didn't tell the people? I have not told the people. Here are only three minutes into this show. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, I have to inform all of all of our loyal listeners that today is Sir Justin, Sir Justin Tom's birthday. And, uh, and uh, from now on, just because of how old he is, I'm actually going to, to start re- referring to him as Father Time. So, how old are you now? What, uh, what about 78, 79, something like that, right? Yeah, I'm 79. I am, believe it or not, 35 years young. 35 years young today, and and you don't look a day over 50. So, happy birthday, bro. Uh, I am <laughs> I uh, I am proud to call you my brother, and I'm proud to call you my buddy and my co-host and all that jazz. Happy birthday to you, 
and it is my pleasure to to talk a little wrestling with you tonight uh, and do what we do best, man. How's your week been? My week's been doing very well. Uh, took a little vacay time here and there. Well, this uh, time uh, went away for work, so I've been wait, having a little wait, bit of wait, run wait. of the house. Wait a minute, Mrs. Time let left you high and dry on your like like during your birthday. That's cold, Mrs. man. Mrs. Time did did high and dry me on my birthday week, but you know what? I, I I'm making it up. I'm gonna be going around cleaning up the house. I actually, believe it or not, drained out the pool today. Try to get the pool all winterized. Got to get the Wait. kids ready for school. Wait. So, yes. so yes. not only, not only did she leave you high and dry on on your birthday week, but you're doing chores. Come on, man. Come on. What's happening? But you know what? It, it, you know what? We're making up for it tonight because I got a little bit of the bubble. Going on right now. A little bit of the bubbly. Hey, you can't go wrong with, with with a little bit of the bubbly. I man, like I need some bubbly. So so unfortunately, I don't have bubbly. But but I got a couple beers. So there you so, go. So, so so I might have to uh, might have to to uh, crack open one. So if you just give me a moment, just bear by with, with me, folks. By all means, by all I means. need to grab me a bottle real quick. Yo, go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, this is stellar news. Kyle Cruz has just gotten up to go to his refrigerator to purchase, well, actually, to obtain some beer. As we may actually, believe it or not, have the shot of the day all day here on the Atomic Drop Show. It's a celebration. But as I said, I'm having a little bit of the bubbly right now. A little bit of the bubbly, and it is all good. All right, I am, I am... Busting out my uh, shock top here in your honor. Shock top, here. very nice. Hey, that's my go-to. That is the cruise go-to. So, uh, yeah. So just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. Oh, I gotta. Oh, oh. This is a riveting you know. air time we have right now for everybody. As riveting as that is, if you want to join us for this riveting conversation. Our phone number is 619-924-9761. Again, I said that too fast. Let me slow it down for you. It is area code 619-924-9761. Feel free to call on in. Let your voice be heard. We'll talk a little wrestling, talk about whatever pretty much you want today. It's a little bit loose today, if you ask me, here on the Atomic Drop Show on Blog Talk Radio. I'm all about it. I'm all about it, man. Let's keep it loose. Let's keep it light, man. There you go. There you go. But uh, yeah, uh, just been kind of kicking it a little bit light this uh, this week. Uh, worked a couple days, uh, kind of had some time off here. Just you know, just kind of kicking it back, trying to make sure all the uh, the young time children make it to school on time. Guys, I yeah. I don't think uh-huh. our listeners. I yeah yeah, I got the joke. But folks, I don't I don't think. I don't think our, our audience realizes. Dude, how long is that sound bite, really? Okay, so. Oh, uh, that sound bite's about uh, 12 seconds. Duly noted. Duly Try noted. Trying to live it up. But guys, oh yeah. Guys, I don't think our audience realizes just how much of a, um, of a joy, but how much of a, uh, uh, of an inconvenience 
the uh, the little ones can be, whether they are, you know, human ones or really in both of our cases, fur ones. So, uh, two and four legged. Two and four legged. But um, but hey, it seems like like everybody is behaving and is on the same page. So why not get into it, man? There's a bunch going on. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to to follow any kind of format or just do what we normally do. It's it's whatever, man. I'm I'm caught up on just about everything. So what you want to get into, bro? Well, here, here's my one thing I want to get into real quick, real fast. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, we had an open open forum for one Mr. Todd Orndorff over at the Toddcast to debate mm. me about the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, who is, yes, without indeed. question, without hyperbole, the honky-tonk man. Well, This man has yet to appear back onto our show. I was going to say my show. Our show. And yet, he's scared, bro. Here I am. He 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 is scared. I mean, I don't think I've met anybody more scared. Whoa. Yeah, I said it. But believe it or not, Look. here I still stand. Oh. I feel like I'm like what now? Week five and zero oh, without this man showing up. I mean, I'm just I'm living my best life right now. A couple more weeks of this, you are going to beat Bill Goldberg's record. You know I'm what? I'm telling you. I'm gonna- uh, I'm going to become the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time to help document the Honky Tonk Man's longest reigning Intercontinental Championship of all time. Thank you very much. Wait. Hey, hey, so so, so does this warrant the return of the Honky Meter? Because it seems like it does. How many weeks? Anything that helps relive the Honky Meter, I am all for. Anything to bring the Honky Tonk Man back onto my television, I am all for. Anything... To have Peggy Sue come rolling up in that pink Cadillac, <laughs> I am all for. If the colonel's in the back, I'm all for it. Nice. Nice. Oh, man. Gosh. Dude, I, so, I, so I, unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, Todd, Todd is running scared, and – like it really sucks because I want to hear this debate because you have been, I, dude, for as long as I've known you, you've been all aboard this honky tonk man train. Like you, like you, you would not shut up about him. And no, I will never shut so, up about honky. <laughs> hey, hey, I like a man who sticks by his, uh, by his convictions, and you, and you will. Champion that man until the very end, and so until, I, I forget what what did uh, uh who was Todd's guy? Who did he say? Kurt Henning. Mm, mm. Now don't get me wrong, I am a huge Mister Perfect Mark. I love Mister Perfect. I think Mister Perfect when when he came back to the WWF during was it the O three O four. Uh, 0102. Was it 0102? I sat there and I marked out like a little girl. I marked out, I squealed, because I'm like, this man's going, is going to, like, going to win the championship. I said, you got to do something big for him. 
And then, then I later learned that he was there for developmental. But other than yeah. that, it's always a pleasure to have Kurt Henning on my television set post-mortem. Mr. Perfect was certainly one of the greatest workers of all time. And I think, and and, and I'm not going to speak for Todd because nobody can ever speak for that oh, man. Oh, you should. Uh, well, just for the purposes of tonight, I think I'll say that the Intercontinental Champion was always looked at as the belt for the workers because, yes. you know, we don't know the story in the 80s and the early 90s. You know, Hogan had the big belt. You know, it was always going to be these mediocre matches on top with mediocre giants and, you know, just just the line of, 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 of you know, heated up heels for Hogan to just slay. Those matches weren't technically sound. They weren't very good. So the Isaac oh, no, was they that. Never were. They were a typical no. Hogan match. Absolutely. And so so the IC title was for those guys who were gonna who who were gonna give you those standout matches, you know, like the Savages, like the Steamboats. Later on we are talking, you know, Shawn Michaels, uh of course, Mr. Perfect, my pick for the greatest IC champ of all time, Razor Ramon, you know, they were gonna give you really good matches. And so I think where Todd gets gets upset is the fact that with the long lineage of IC champs, the Honky Tonk Man probably isn't at the top of very many people's list, lists as the greatest, just from an in-ring perspective. As a personality, he, he he's he's up there. Like I don't know if there's too too many people character-wise. Who did better work than the Hunt Top Man? And so oh, I think that is his. I think that is like is is his whole thing of, of Mr. Perfect had a really good gimmick. Plus he could back it up and go in the ring. But hey, I don't want to speak for him because I really want to see this debate. I want to see both y'all knuckle up and debate this thing. I want to see y'all go at it, because usually it's tied to myself, and screw that. I want you and him to just go toe-to-toe. He, he, so, he's Todd, talked about this if you, Orndorff armbar. No, no, no. You, you go, go ahead. Call him out. Call him out. Call him out. Yeah, hey, 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 hey. So, so you know, it, 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 it's funny that you brought up this Orndorff armbar thing, because, because I'm pretty sure he was talking that crap the week before the, uh, I'm gonna get this right, B I T C P, right? No. The B I C B P. B I C B P. Thank you. Podcon, and he and he 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 brought it up, and he said he was gonna slap me with it, and he never did. You know, I, I we. And we spent two days together, and never once did, it, did I see a glimpse of this Orndorff armbar. So, so since you can't, or since you weren't able, or since you chose not to deliver it physically, get back on here, get back on, on the Atomic Drop Show, and deliver one on the show. 
deliver a, 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 a verbal Orndorff armbar. That is, if you're not too scared, which I think as confirmed by, what, five weeks now? He's clearly yes. scared. Yes. Clearly. Here, here I am. I am. Uh, I got the bubble flowing through me right now. I feel good. I, I'm ready to take on the world. This would be the, the perfect world. Time. Oh, come on. It's flowing through me. I got the, the bubbles. I got butterflies. I feel like Muhammad Ali. Come on. Let's go. But alas, he is not here. And do I ever – I do not think this man will ever show up. <laughs> Believe it or He's not, I I have he is a punk. I have more faith in jo- Johnny Simonetti, his co-host coming on here and defending him. <laughs> He's gonna send he's gonna send his cronies over here to do his dirty work. He's gonna send Heath Slater over here, do his dirty work, and then I'm gonna sit there and demolish him. That that's all there is. Wow, 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 yo, wait, wait, Todd. Wait, you think Todd's gonna send over? You think Todd's gonna send over the, you know, and 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 I got, I got much respect, much respect. But but you think Todd's gonna send over his light work to 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 try and handle you before he does? Man, yeah, I think look. he's gonna rough me up. I'm gonna look, sit there I, and just one two punch. Man, you man, know how the road dog I, would just sit there and. Sit there and just give like the one punch and then the second punch and then sit there and do like a little dance and then hit you with the oh, third yeah. right hand. Yeah, that that's exactly Absolutely. what's gonna happen. And sit him down, do the little leg shuffle, ah, boom. <laughs> hey, uh, can I hear that again? La boom. That's going in the reel. Next week, that's going in the reel. I promise. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. If I have to run the gauntlet to get to you, Orndorff, I'm going to run. Bro, like, you know, freaking uh, Todd is going to pull out all the old cats. You know, he's going to go into go into Atomic Drop Show Pass, get all the former co-hosts. He's going to get Jay Gorge, um, AWJ. He's going to get... Call him by his name. Okay, uh, A. a- AWJ, he's gonna get J- Jimmy Z. He's gonna he's gonna drag up the car. He's gonna get he's gonna get Kevin Chaos. He's gonna get all of them before. But he there's steps one person foot. he'll never get. And who's that? Frank episode. He will never get Frank episode. He's formally on our side. Absolutely. <laughs> <coughs> Ooh, getting warm in here. <laughs> warm and toasty, huh? It is. It is. Yes, a little bit more bubbly will cool me down here. I, I, yeah, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to to give you guys uh, a a little PSA here. Mister Justin Dime is uh, is drinking. I'm not sure if it's responsibly, but it's his birthday. And so he's gonna get Liddy Two Titty tonight. So so if at any so if at any point this show goes off the rails, you'll be used to it. 
Justin, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot. We got a lot to cover, a lot to talk about, man. It's your call. I, you know, if you want to continue to 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 call out a man who who is clearly too chicken to show up on our show and have this debate, then that's perfectly fine. You know, I I, I would love to sit here and just keep talking about Mr. Orndorff and how much he enjoys his spit. <laughs> However, <laughs> enjoys his what? Enjoys his spit? Spit. <laughs> okay. Yes. Feel free to go back to uh, uh, one of the previous uh, Tyne Orndorff podcasts. Uh, I believe, I know, I, I'm going to butcher it, so I'm going to look this up here. If you do go, search for Todd Orndorff on the Toddcast and look up Pee Drips and Buttholes. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. <clears throat> Oh, that in, that infamous episode. That, yes, absolutely. That is where we so learned that he had a huge thing for uh, spit, and he also, believe it or not, later on, I we asked him a question. We believe it or not, asked him a question. We sat there and we asked him and said. If there was a pumpkin spice lube, would he use it, and would the cinnamon burn? And he refused to answer that question. So it seems like like, like when it's coming from you or I, he just refuses to deal with it. So Have you noticed that too? Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know what he has against this, but, but I'm sensing a pattern here. There's a common theme. There is a huge atomic like here. I don't like it either. The, the atomic drop universe doesn't like it either. I mean, Johnny over there. Big props out to Johnny uh, Simonetti over there, holding down on To. He's he's more than happy to ask those questions, and then Todd sits there and just no sells them. I mean, on, uh, Heath Slater just holds it down. Props to Heath. <laughs> Anyways, as much as I want to sit there and keep talking about Todd, which I'll probably bring up later. Of course. Uh, <clears throat> there's one more thing I do want to get off my uh, my massively uh, sweaty chest right now as I keep pounding back some white lightning. Hey, shout out. Nice. Shout out to Tory Ridge. Uh, White Lightning. Tory Ridge Wineries. White Lightning. Uh, I want to talk about right now uh, this uh, GMUAW contract dispute. Uh, Right now, there is a massive uh, picketing, striking going on on behalf of the UAW because GM 
and the UAW could not come to terms on a new contract. Mm. With that said, uh, as of this past Sunday, which was, if my calendar would load up properly, that was Sunday, April, or Sunday, September 15th, 2019, uh, at, what was it, 11.59 p.m. or a.m., the uh, UAW went on strike due to unfair working conditions brought on by General Motors. Mm. Yes, and uh, pulling back the curtain here a little bit, uh, I am a former uh, UAW uh, union worker, and I was uh, quite proud to say that I was part of the union. And I'm not talking like Test and, you know, Foley and Shamrock Union, which uh, <laughs> which, which I was a big fan of that union. Uh, if we walked yeah. around with two-by-fours, you know, man, I think we would be able to get over this whole uh, contract dispute quite quickly. Yeah, I However, think so, too. Okay. All the problems always. Anything that works. So anything that would help the UAW, if you see, like, UAWs or other Teamsters or anybody out there walking around marching, feel free to sit there and blare your horn in solidarity. For the U for the UAW because a lot of those people over there are still very very close friends of mine and what General Motors did uh, on Tuesday I want to say is that uh, General Motors uh, cut all insurances to the UAW they have no health insurance right now Wait, so right now what? they have how, people how, how is that even possible they just up and they cut it. Uh, they, the union found out when uh, the workers were going to doctor's appointments and they were getting turned away because their insurance was uh, cut. So now you have people. They said they have people waiting for uh, like kidney transplants that they can't get, uh, people receiving chemotherapy that they can't get treatment for, people who are going to be having children, children, and they can't even get freaking medical coverage. The UAW, however, will be able to help with, like, COBRA, and they're trying to fight to get back the health coverage right now. But what General Motors did this week is unacceptable, uncalled for. It's unjust. And I, I am using my voice right now to help fight this injustice caused by General Motors. I was a big believer in General Motors, all I've ever owned in my life for the most part, has been General Motors vehicles. However, this one just really freaking hurts. It sucks. How somebody so greedy can sit there and take away the health insurance of people that currently need it. 45,000 people right now across the country do not have health insurance because of General Motors cutting it because they were cowards and did not want to cave in. But think about that. Imagine if General Motors management got their insurance cut. What would happen then? There'd be an uprising. Put 45,000 people sitting there trying to march to get better working conditions. Oh, we're just going to screw them a little bit more? Unacceptable. It, it, it boils me to my core that this is happening. So, Honestly, again, if you see um, – oh, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, honestly, that 
that is a travesty, and that is absolutely sickening that um, <laughs> that this is happening. Um, I, I'm, you know, I am no longer uh, working a job that has a union because I am, because um, I am uh, self-employed. Independent. You're, not, you're a contractor. I, you know, right. But but uh, but when I was at Disney, we we had uh, similar tough ne- negotiations in which we had to, um, in which we had to fight for basic things, um, but never once did I ever think that health insurance would just be cut off in, inexplicably uh, like what has happened here. So um, that is absolutely, uh, I don't even have the words for it, but it, it's, 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 it's sickening. It's absurd. And it really is. Um, and I hope that, uh, that their insurance will be restored and that their conditions will be uh, 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 will be um, you know met and 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 and, and um, dude I, I'm really sorry I'm like I just no, so okay. I, it, it just hurts my friend. I hadn't heard it hurts my friend. And yeah, I, I, I believe it or not, I drove by the plant today just to see it with my own two eyes today. Sure, sure. And I sat there, and as I drove past, I did the most union thing I could. I blared my horn as I blared out Black Sabbath war pigs and hold mm-hmm. my hand outside of the car as I drove by as the rest of my union brothers and sisters drove by or stood there with their picket signs and their fists up in the air, kind of like a nation of domination's kind of salute, but they were all cheering. Yeah. But they were all cheering and they all need the support that they can humanly get. Like I said, 45,000 people are now without health insurance, children, pregnant women, people expecting transplants, chemo patients, chemo patients. I had General Motors insurance. It was a really good insurance plan. But I, I so, cannot imagine losing it. So was there a – like, what was the justification? Like, why did they take it away? Why did they take it away? Yeah. Uh, they were spiteful because they walked out because they were not – General Motors presented this contract to the UAW. And the UAW said, this is unacceptable. So they up and left. The UAW said, we're going to strike. And since then, General Motors were, was originally was originally going to extend the contract, their uh, health insurance until the end of the month. But they decided to dick it in the uh, first couple days. It's all because one side did not agree with the other side. And mind you, um, back when the uh, when the government bailout happened, General Motors took a huge cut. And sure. I worked at a uh, LLC plant, which means I am under well, we were under the General Motors umbrella, or still are, but not quite considered General Motors. So we are General Motors, 
but we're not General Motors, if that makes sense. So, hmm. yes, believe it or not. So <clears throat> the big thing that we had a couple years ago was that when the last contract came out, we were expecting a big, giant pay raise. However, during the contract, they said, well, all the plants get a pay raise except for the LLCs because you t- guys aren't technically General Motors. Even though it says General Motors everywhere else on God's green earth inside of that plant. But I'm trailing off here. Uh, General Motors sat there and just decided to cut the insurance. And right now, whatever the contract negotiations going on now, they are going on slowly. I personally project this thing to last at least two to three weeks. It's going to hurt General Motors, but they cannot live or supply without the union right now. Right now, the General Motors is hiring contractors out right now to ship the cars out of their plants to get them to the other dealerships. They're, they are subbing out contractors. But what's going to happen when well, those right. contractors are gone or all the cars are gone? Right. They're going to be up uh, Schitt's Creek. So, 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 so then, like, so has production stopped, like, on new cars? Oh, yeah. There, there is nothing being built. Wow. There are no General Motors vehicles being built at this moment. I drove past the plant. They had the parking lot taped up, uh, barricaded. You cannot get in or out. Unbelievable. There is, there is nothing you can do. And there are UAW workers uh, walking in front of the corner of the plant in the side parking lot and in the shipping area. At least that I is what's happening out here in Rochester. I don't even know what to say. That is a sad, sad story. Um, 45,000 employees um, just being pushed around like that. Um, it, it, I'm not going to turn this into a into a political conversation per se. It really isn't. Uh, it's not a political. It's but, just but, me being kind of no, pissed off. No, no, right, right, right. But I do think that there's a at, – at some point, you have to quit treating businesses like they're people all the while forsaking the people that make your business work. And so I think that, um, and I'll leave it here, GM needs to get their head out of their asses and make this thing right. Um, and, you know, you can disagree on, on you know, on new contracts and things like that. that that's fine. That's why there's negotiations. That's why you can talk these things out, okay? Um, sure, workers can strike. Workers can, you know, can, can, uh, can, can protest and do all that kind of stuff. They are well within their rights to do that. However, to react out of spite, to, to purposefully affect livelihoods, that's, that's bad enough. But when we're talking about situations of life and situations of death and, and, and preservation, that goes too far. So I hope that, you know, it won't even last two to three weeks. I hope 
that 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 it could be resolved just in like a day or two. Um, I don't know if if, if if right. I don't know if that can happen, but if but if so, let's get on that because um, this is a travesty. So uh, thank you for informing me about this. I had no idea, but um, yeah, this has to change. That is completely frustrating and just maddening. I'm off my soapbox now. All right. But like I was saying before, uh, General Motors, uh, during the bailout, they got a lot of government cutbacks and kickbacks. And now, since General Motors is recording beyond record prices and revenue, uh, they are not giving it back to the UAW, and that is what the UAW is fighting for. They're fighting for equal pay, equal fairness that is brought to them because we we in Rochester we lost a lot of hardcore business due to those cutbacks, but we are we are slowly gaining it back. And like I said it before, I have a lot of very close friends, a lot of very close personal friends there inside of that plant. And I want nothing more for them to go back to work. But the, this contract, they need to uh, get hammered out. Because after they're done with GM, believe it or not, they also have to go to Ford. And then after the Ford, oh. they got to go to Chrysler. <laughs> they got the other two left. It's uh, Detroit's big three. So it's, it's not just one, because General Motors is setting the bar for negotiations for the rest of Ford and Chrysler. Now, 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 did Ford and Chrysler also cut health insurance with their in- no, employees? No, General Motors. Okay, okay. It's just if we last year we were the, or excuse me, uh, four years ago we were the last for contract negotiations. This year we were the first for contract negotiations. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bar was is set high, and like I said, uh, pretty much the guidelines and base for these upcoming contract negotiations all lie on General Motors' shoulders. So if this is any an indication of how it's going to go, it's going to be an interesting contract negotiation for the other two plants. Anyways, let's get to some uh, wrestling news now, huh? Hey, 39 minutes in. Let's do it. All right. So uh, I'm going to be square square deal with you. Uh, I have not watched for the last two weeks any In Your Houses. <sighs> okay. Well, uh, that's perfectly fine. Um, I have it, it, uh, been it, it, a, a little bit busy. Uh, sure, sure. <clears throat> but due to the ever-famous Wikipedia page that I have right here, the ever-so-reliable ever Wikipedia is going to help me help you get through In Your House 3 triple header. Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, no. You're, you're not missing out 
on this crap show. You gotta watch it. <laughs> I'm not letting you off this easy. Oh, don't right? worry. I, I plan on I will watch it and get to In Your House Four as well. But I do want to get through In Your House Three Triple Header, which was billed as oh, what was the tagline? Three belts, one match. Three belts, one match. Yes. Not to be yes. confused with All two right. girls, one cop. So, sidebar, which we never have those on the show. Uh, Shut up. I, I, right, man. I only got five seconds in to that video. I never, like, I did not see the entirety of that video. Because um, as soon as I saw, uh, like, saw a glimpse of brown, I was like, oh, nope, 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 nope. Not for me. So, um, no, no two girls, one cup for, for me. That's, that's not, uh, that's not my jam. That's not my jam at all. And it was their jam though. They had all the, Oh, it was their the jam. Stuff. All right. Oh yeah. They, they really, they really, they went up that Hershey yeah. highway. They sure did. They sure did. Good. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, yeah, so, you know, all, all things said, and, and we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on the show just because the less said about the show, the better. I didn't, like, I, I couldn't stand the show. And I think that In Your House 3 was one of the – I mean, it was one of, of the best illustrations of the worst of this concept. Um, and we're only on the third pay-per-view. The roster was really thin, and I mean, really, really thin. And then when you contrast it to to the fact that okay, what correct me if I'm wrong, but this show was from September twenty fourth, nineteen ninety five. Next week. Next week. Funny enough, two days short of uh, of my one year anniversary of moving down here to Florida. So awesome. Um, but you want to uh, pause for that? Wait till next week. Oh yeah. All right. So uh, I forgot my point. Um, oh yeah. Week roster. Okay, so thank you. Week roster. September 1995, Nitro just debuted. And and if you notice, somebody who was not – well, okay, not, not you because you didn't watch it, Justin. Thanks, guy. But Lex Luger was – hey, I got to give you – I got to give you some crap. I get it, man. I wouldn't stick around and, 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 and watch In Your House either for my birthday either. So I totally get it. <laughs> Lex Luger was not there at In Your House. As a matter of fact, Alundra Blaze, the who I believe was at the time the WWF Women's Champion, did not wrestle a match. She actually came out during the show and modeled the official In Your House triple triple. Uh, What's the name of the show? Triple, triple threat, header. Triple, triple header. 
the triple header T-shirt, she paraded around as Vince McMahon just just plugged the T-shirt on commentary, and she just walked to the back. She didn't wrestle like I don't know if Alundra Blaze has like like has worked more than like one match on pay per view. So, uh, so she so she was on the show, but. In a throwaway role, and and within a few weeks or months, she, you know, she, she was in WCW. Lex Luger wasn't there anymore. You you have uh, nothing but but the click all over this show. Diesel, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, One Two Three Kid, all those guys. All those guys, they were all over the show. Plus, you had the storyline. Of the entire show of Owen Hart, he's not in the building. Owen Hart's not in the building, and so Gorilla Monsoon sets up this whole thing of of uh, you know like he goes up to Jim Cornette backstage and he's like, "Hey, so uh, so we're we're not going to ship the fans and we're going to make sure this match goes on live." And so Jim Cornette is tasked with getting with finding a partner for Yokozuna. And so they spend the entire freaking pay-per-view trying to find a partner for Yokozuna just because Owen Hart just mysteriously hasn't shown up to the building, only to have Owen show up in the main event. Well, it being Owen or not didn't preclude it from being a terrible show. And this was absolutely dreadful. This show is terrible. I mean, like terrible uh, that set the bar so low for future in your houses or helped elevate the bar for future in your houses because you can't get any lower than in your house three. It's about as bad as this this room temperature shock top I'm having right now. And that's pretty darn bad. Um, to answer your question, I'm sure it gets worse because '96. I don't remember '96 being all that good, so I'm days. sure it can. That was '97. Was it '90? No, it wasn't. Mind game? Wait, 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 wait. Was mind, mind games game with with 90- uh late September '96? Wait, was that the one with Sean and Mankind? Yes. Yes, then that is 96. All right. I was thinking of Bad Blood, of Hell in a Cell. That's what I was thinking, Bad Blood. Okay. Mind Games was, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was 96. Which I still haven't seen. Well, you're going to. I know. It'll be a few weeks here. Um, so, uh, okay. All right, fine. Mind Games was good, but I don't think I don't I don't think a lot of ninety six was all that good. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. What else was there? They I we're we're jumping ahead here, but they had uh what was it? Uh revenge uh no. Didn't they have <laughs> Shut up a bitch. I'm get I'm getting my years mixed up with ninety six ninety seven. Let's see here. In your house. Uh, beware, dog. 
felt like you were a dog too. Of course, it was just the same pay per view with the lights on. <laughs> hey, you had the Undertaker versus Goldust in a casket match, so you can't beat Beware a Dog too. That was awesome. Okay, so trying to so, fill up a little bit more of the bubbly. See what you got to do. So in '96, you, you had in your house six. Rage in the cage. Uh, you had in uh, you had number seven. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what the? <laughs> Just in time, my friends. Just in time. You have good friends, better enemies. Beware of dogs. International incident. I remember being so hyped for the show. But I remember as a kid feeling so disappointed in it. Uh, mind games. Ah, in your house eleven. Arguably, it arguably in the conversation for the best in your house of all time. Buried alive. Oh God, that was my first pay per view I ever bought. Yeah. Yep, that was it. In Your House Buried Alive from October 1996. And then uh, December was In Your House, It's Time. Hmm. Okay. Vader. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, he wasn't in the main event, but yeah. Shout out to Vader. To Vader, absolutely. But yeah, like, 96 just seemed very underwhelming. But uh, I guess I can't say, you know, that In Your House 3 set the bar so low uh, that it couldn't get any worse because there were lower deaths. But that doesn't make the show any better. Uh, So looking at this card right now, the first matchup on the card was Savio Vega – who defeated Waylon Mercy. It's seven minutes and six seconds. You, my friend, are a big Savio Mark, so why don't you uh, run us through this match real quick. So, as far as, as, as like, moves and stuff, I didn't take notes, um, which I probably should, but, eh, I didn't. Um, honestly, I didn't take notes, but the one thing I did instantly think, and, you know, I'm watching these, like, just because I can't help it, I'm watching these matches from from 95 with the 2019 lens. Waylon Mercy and Savio Vega had an indie match. They legit had an indie match. Now, these are, like, guys who, who, who don't wrestle the current indie style, per se, but they were hitting big move after big move, I mean, we're talking like high spots, like 1995 high spots and getting like near falls. Like the middle of the match, like oh. legit, like back-to-back, hey, that there's never too much bubbly. But get that under control, kids. But they were hitting like all kinds of crazy spots and getting like like eight near falls in a row, like just switching – or not uh, 
not switching, but alternating different finishing moves, and it was crazy. And it was really, really crazy. So uh, that was cool, you know. Uh, plus, it is so striking to see Waylon Mercy. And I, just as a kid, I didn't really understand the gimmick. And, and watching it uh, this past week, I still don't get the gimmick. But he does strike me in a very, very similar way that Bray does. Like, uh, that Bray, Bray Wyatt does. Easy for me to say his name. Um, <laughs> the similarities between Waylon Mercy and Bray Wyatt are huge, and um, it, it, it's and you and you can tell that Wyatt, in some way, was really uh, inspired by the character. Um, I, I don't know if there's some kind of connection. I, I, I don't really know, but but it, it's. Must have been. Must have been. Very similar. Very, very similar. Um, it was a pretty good match for the time. Uh, it was actually one of my favorite matches on the entire show, okay. which is saying something. Uh, plus, I got to do do a do a plug because – Plug it, I baby. It. Plug it. So you did mention I am yeah, a you huge know what? Hey, fan. Gotta get the uh, you gotta get the uh, fancy music in there. So thank you for that. Like you said, Justin, I am a huge Sabio Vega fan. Don't really know why. Just always liked him as a kid. Well, can I, can I tell I you get... a quick story, real quick? Yes, please, please do. So <clears throat> when I was younger, I I was also a Sabio Vega mark, but not for the reasons you would think. So during Around 7.45, 7.50 at night, we would be watching Hollywood Squares, the reboot. Yes. Tom uh, Burgeon. Yes. So I would sit there, and around the same time, it was time for the New York State Lottery Drawing. When they have the little Powerball, or the little balls that come up. And right. there's one woman up there who would always come up, and you want to know what her name was? What was her name? Her name was Yolanda Vega. <laughs> it's like, my name is Yolanda Vega from the New York State Lottery. Today's Hola. jackpot is, yes. And I always marked out hard thinking that they were somehow cousins or related somehow. Hey, but, there's no reason why, why they couldn't be. As a matter of fact, I'm claiming it. They, they are some kind of cousin. Like yeah. I, I just, I, yeah, it's official. Right. But I please made it continue now. now. Okay, so I am a huge Savio Vega fan, and uh, coming up October 18th, October 18th, you get to see if you are anywhere close to Southern California, anywhere just in 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 California, if you are in driving distance if you can afford it, and if you are in flying distance of the L.A. area, Wilmington, California, PCW Ultra presents Into the Void. And Savio Vega, the legend from Puerto Rico, he, he comes in and he gets his shot 
at Mil Muertes in the PCW Ultra Championship. October 18th, tickets. I know. I know. I know. Tickets are available right now at PCWUltra.com. It is a huge, huge, huge night. The stack card. You got the Lucha Brothers. Uh, you got Contra. We know him as, as War Beast in, in California. Um, uh, we got uh, 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 Z- Zeta Zang, Sumi Sakai, uh, Hammerstone, a bunch of MLW guys. Uh, we got Eddie Kingston. We got Homicide. They are uh, in uh, – okay, so we have an I Quit match on our show plus and Pete this match, match stipulation. We have a dog collar match. When was the last time you saw a dog collar match? You know, it's been I, a while, I right? do not remember the last time I had I saw a uh, dog dog collar match. I so I'm so you know like just when when you think Actually, no, of let, relations, me, let me rephrase that back. Are you talking sure. on a national television or an indie? Uh, I specifically meant on national television, but indie as well. If you if you can think of one. There was only one that comes to mind, and it was maybe about a year ago or so when uh, Gregory Iron was in a dog collar match. See now, 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 what was the deal? Like, what was the story behind that match? If you can remember, man, it's not, man, it's no big deal. It was a build-up. I know that it was like a long time coming type deal. Slow burn, and Greg sat there and he bled. And I mean, like, he made the Cody-Dustin match look like a little kiddie pool. And that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Brutality. Shout out, XPW. It is brutality at its most brutal. Larry Vera, that's my guy. But dog collar matches, they might not necessarily seem like just by that title, it might not like you might not feel any kind of way, but when you see them, they are bl- like they are bloodbaths, they are sadistic, they are demented, they are twisted, and it is something you have to behold. And like I said, if you are anywhere close to Southern California, get down to PCW's Into the Void October 18th at the PCW Ultratorium. And just in case you're not, and just in case. Just in case you're not in the L.A. area, just in case you can't make it out, we will show you uh, highlights for, for, from that show uh, on our weekly uh, on our weekly show that I produce every week on YouTube, PCW Ultra Mutiny. I, I always got to throw that plug out there. I don't know if I actually have on this show. Uh, uh, so, Justin, I'm going to put you on the spot. Have you seen the show yet? Throw me. Hit me, baby. One more time. Have you seen? Have you seen my? Wow. Have you seen the show yet? I have not seen the show. However, I did see the uh, hype cards that you did produce. I sat there, and I was just completely awestruck at how well produced. How visually beautiful this hype card was. 
listen, PCWUltra.com is the real deal. I mean, I, I can't it. even say. I want to watch it. I, I, it, it it's, it's pretty dope. So, enough with that plug. Savio Vega. Well, we got one more plug. We got one more plug since we're on the plug train. Sure. Yes. Yes. It's none other than our friends at ReloadRub.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you looking to spice up your life a little bit? Are you looking to appease the flavor gods in your mouth? Why don't you go over to ReloadRub.com, use the promo code Atomic Drop Show, and save yourself 10% at checkout. They have some outstanding, mouth-watering, succulent spices. Believe it or not, I had Chinese food the other day this week because, you know, I'm on vacation, and that's what I do. <laughs> I sat there, and I used their pack and heat on top of my General Tao's chicken. Now, mind you, General Tao chicken, still pretty hot. Kicked it up a little bit more. Ooh, baby, I was getting the mouth sweats. It was phenomenal. Wow. So I never once thought about putting it on Chinese food, and I actually had Chinese food within the last week. And so now uh, I actually – you might have just turned me on to something. So some general – Oh, baby. Tao? General Tao. T-A-O. General Tao's. I've never been able to pronounce that, but it's delicious. And so I, so 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 when so when uh, when when me and Mrs. Cruz go out and you know just grab some Chinese food, you know, man, man, I'm gonna have to ask her to uh, to go ahead and you know slide some of that in you know in her purse so we can sprinkle a little bit and take our food to the next level. You feel me? Because reload rub. Is that seasoning? Like it, 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 it? Look, you guys don't know what you are missing until you order it. So, ReloadRub.com. Save yourself ten percent. Type in the atomic. Type in atomic drop show. Save yourself some cash and get some awesome, awesome rubs. You will not be disappointed. I, I, I'm, I am, I am a believer. So what? So one of the good things Todd has done. Besides, you know, just avoiding us, was spreading the good word about Reload Rub. I can't Without take question. that away from. So I really want to get these guys up on the uh, on the pod soon. I want to sit there and do a quick little interview with them just to say thank you. Absolutely, absolutely, no doubt about it. But yes, please now continue. Oh, I was just gonna say I'm done with with the plugs, um, oh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Savio Vega, I believe I believe he picked up the 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 uh, surprise pin on Waylon Mercy, and they even like sold it as such on commentary, like they were they were acting like Waylon Mercy was 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 like just this kind of almost like this final boss level, and yet he took the pin. So therein lies even more sets or an, another set of comparisons to Bray Wyatt, at least before the Fiend gimmick, because uh, Waylon Mercy, you know, taking pinfall losses when they count the most on pay-per-view. Next matchup on the card is 
Psycho Sid with Ted DiBiase versus Henry O. Godwin. Oh, how the mighty have fallen from the last two pay-per-views to be second matchup on the card. Uh, so, first off, it sounds like you're doing a sell when you say that. <laughs> and and so, so, I'm getting a kick out of that. I'm getting a kick out of it. Uh, dude, if I... If I had time, man, I, I, I would, you know, like, so, so, sometimes, sometimes I do think, like, man, that'd be cool. Sometimes it'd be cool. more sale. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I need time to do them now. I mean, and and the cool thing is is that, like, I could, like, make the graphics myself because that's what there I do. There you go. But, hey, and, and we will probably copyright Sponsored by com. We could totally do that. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you might have to. Uh, you might have hey, to. Uh, a little email right there. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. So, like you said, Psycho said, second match of the night, facing off against Henry Godwin, and you know, while it is quite the fall from grace. I'm glad Psycho Sid wasn't in in uh, a main event for the second or for the uh, third in your house in a row. Um, I, I I was kind of tired of seeing that match. Um, you know him and Diesel. Like I'm I no thank you. That said, uh, him and Henry Godwin they just they just I, it didn't work for me. Um, to me, the best part of the match was Ted DiBiase, which isn't really su- surprising because most of the time, every, everything Ted DiBiase is, is involved in, he's going to kind of steal the show. And and he was in his bag at ringside during this match. Uh, I won't say too much about the actual uh, match itself. It's, 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 it's pretty inconsequential. Um, but... At the end of the match, Henry Godwin surprised Ted DiBiase all on the outside, and the Million Dollar Man got slopped. Oh no! And the way, right? And the way that DiBiase sold it was incredible. So shout out to uh, to DiBiase who uh, he's 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 in his bag, man. He 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 was doing really good stuff as as the heel manager with the Million Dollar Corporation. That is phenomenal. So, I believe it or not, I, I was just going down the black hole known as Wikipedia, and uh, I yeah. was looking at the uh, referees that were uh, part of this uh, pay-per-view for In Your House 3, triple header. And I, I've been... I know. I've been wondering... Whatever happened to poor Jack Doan? And it read right here that he was released by WWE in March of 2013. Jack Doan. Uh, now, does Wikipedia say that he's like gone anywhere else? It has not. Huh. Yeah, it seems like like he was one of those refs who who like who always like did 
did a good job and like you knew his name, but he never necessarily stood out. Like like you kinda knew I mean, you obviously knew Earl. You obviously knew if you were a WWE fan, Nick Patrick, just because like they got involved in storylines. Uh you knew guys like uh um like Charles Robinson, yep. you know, Lil Nate. Um, you knew guys like Teddy Long, probably because he, I mean, like in, in my case, he was the only black ref. And so that's yeah. like, that's how I, I knew him. Don't forget Dave uh, Hebner too. So Dave Hebner, I, I, I mean, I didn't really figure out that there were two of them uh, until I got way older and Dave like stopped riffing. So, but yeah, Dave, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of who else, uh, other refs, Tim White, Timmy Tim White, Jack Don't, Danny Davis, Mike Kyoto. Mike Kyoto's still there, right? Mike Kyoto is still, he's a senior ref. Yeah, I, I thought so. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... That's a really odd, odd thing to check out those referees. But hey, it's it's all good, man. We no no stone left unturned here on the Atomic Dot Show. No sir. <laughs> but uh, continuing on to that trend, we had the British Bulldog versus Bam Bam Bigelow for twelve minutes even. <sighs> Question for you. Uh, Answer. And this. And this doesn't really apply to to this current match, but uh, was this the second longest match on the show? I think. Uh, I no, not by a long shot. Really? Wow. Okay. All right. Well, then, then that is an indictment uh, on the show or on this match. Just, just because I thought this match dragged, and I and I and I was really disappointed because Bam Bam Bigelow is really really good. I have sung his praises, uh, you know, this past month. I think he is one of the most underrated big men we've ever seen in the industry. And Bulldog, uh, when he's healthy, when his mind's right, when 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 oh, he man. wants to bring it, he can. Man, what's up? I'm out of- I'm out of bubbly. Out of bubbly. I'm out of bubbly. Then, then it's time to, but it's time to bust out the beer, bro. Well, I'm on my last glass, so uh, you know what? I think I might do that. So, uh, talk to the people for a moment while I go uh, grab me some uh, alcoholic beverages. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Time is going to get himself some more birthday bubbly. Well, no, not bubbly. Because the bubbly is apparently out at the uh, at the time house. Shout out to all of our wonderful loyal listeners here with the Atomic Drop Show that are helping us celebrate Justin's birthday. And I gotta ask uh, ask all of you who are listening to follow us, uh, you know, and drop us. You know, an email or a comment or or a, a message on you know Facebook or on Instagram or or or, or email us at the Tommy Drop Show at gmail dot com. 
you know, uh, just interact with us a little bit. We appreciate the support. We want to shout out to our listeners who uh, who have come uh, and checked our show out from uh, from right. relatively random places. But it seems like Justin is back. Want to give? I am, and I also left dogs out. out too, so I'm going to have to get up momentarily to let them back in because this is how we That's, run our operation. That is perfectly fine. Wait, so let the dogs out like Bahamut status? You don't get the reference? Really? Well, it, it does fit the uh, retro, but sadly, they were not uh, really 1990s. They were uh, 2000s. Who let the dogs out was, was 99, bro. Was it really? It 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 might have been like it might have even been ninety eight, like it's not no. two two thousand, brother, brother. Hold hold on, man. I'm gonna look it up, man. I I Who got you. Let... I got you. Two thousand. Release two thousand. Nah, they 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 no no no. They, Who let the dogs out? It says it right here. Okay, no, nah, like, where's the... Release date, July 26, 2000. According to Wikipedia. Yeah. Hey, but when was it recorded? It was recorded though? in 1999. Then that proves my point. It's a 90s song. It, 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 it's a 90s Agree to disagree. That's all I got. That's all I got. All right. That's fine. Man, agree to disagree. That's cool. Dean Douglas versus Razor Ramon. Dean Douglas versus Razor Ramon. Okay, so was this the longest match on the show? No. God. This was the third longest match on the bill. Dude, this – this show dragged. Uh, <laughs> like we have this, I'm, I'm, I'm like this was was a marathon of, of a show, and I don't like it. Um, Dean Douglas, which was my first taste of Dean Douglas, I, so I don't really remember much about him other than like his robe. And so, so when he came Glorious. out, he. It actually was very reminiscent of a of a Bobby Roode kind of a Robert deal, like a Bobby. Sorry, my apologies. A Robert Roode meets Damian Sandow kind of uh, kind of like intellectual prude was Dean Douglas, which which is funny because the past few you know few months I've been trying to catch up or just watch through the entire. ECW library, the the original one, not that crap one that you liked. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm watching, you know, Shane Douglas, the franchise, you know, all this swagger, all this, you know, just all this confidence, you know, him and uh, him and Francine, and you know, just him with the triple threat with with Chris Candido and and Bam Bam Bigelow, and then seeing him work these matches in the WWF with with Bob Backlund, with crazy old Bob Backlund as his manager, 
Love me some Bobby Backlund. He's my guy. You know, he he he's 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 fine. So he he actually comes out, and I want to get your opinion on this when we uh you know like when you finally watch it. But but he comes out and he delivers this promo, and and the goal like the entire goal of this promo is not to get Dean Douglas over. It's to get in as, as many long, almost naughty-sounding words, trying to get those to fit in his promo. And the funniest thing is is the announcers just trying to react in a way that's not overly crass and tasteless. That, that was the most enjoyable thing about the entire match segment was this Bob Backlund promo. And then I know you're going to watch it, and you're going to be like, this wasn't very good at all. That may be true, but I would still take that over this crappy match. And I love Razor. I still contend he is the greatest IC champion of all time. But Dean Douglas and Razor Ramon just did not work well together. This was trash. This was straight Batsuda. I hated it. Following up that match was Bret Hart versus Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Okay, so uh, hear me out. Longest match on the card. Uh, okay, I th- that so that makes a whole lot of sense in 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 retrospect, but it didn't even register as being a super long match. But it was a very good one. Uh, John Pierre Lafitte, which I believe uh, is PCO, the current P- PCO was, you know, he was in WWE and and he was uh, working a pirate gimmick and and all that good stuff. Uh, they are fellow. Uh, he is PCO. fellow. Yes, they are fellow Canadians and. And I want to say, like, Brett, like, just did everything he could to really uh, put Lafitte over. And they had a really good match. Like, it was a, it was a solid blend of, of uh, not so much hardcore, but brawling and, uh, and technical ex- expertise that Brett brought. It was, to me the match of the night and nothing really came close to it. It was a very, very good match, especially for, for what it was at the time, had a really good blend. And yeah, I would just, it, if there's any match you would need to, need to, uh, check it out, go back and see, it would be this one. Uh, it was very, very good. Very good. Now, for the second longest matchup on the card, mm. it was the most 90s name for a tag team. Two dudes with attitudes. Diesel and Michaels versus Bulldog slash Owen versus Yokozuno, and I need to let my dog in. Match time was 15 minutes and 42 seconds. Do you want me to take it from here? 
I think so. All right. So, uh, two dudes with attitudes, Shawn Michaels and Diesel, took on Yokozuna and the British Bulldog. Bulldog, who was a uh, who was a client of Jim Cornette at the time as well. Uh, he he wrestled twice that night, and they had a a fine match. Um, Sean was good, but he was the only guy really creating a whole lot of movement. Uh, Bulldog, you could tell, was winded. I can understand. I mean, you know. He blew uh, up. Uh, he totally did. So, so when it comes to to listen to a guy like, you know, like Diesel, it's true. Like, no, that that like that's too dang big. So screw that. Um, but yeah, like you have these slow guys, Bulldog, Diesel, Yokozuna was painfully slow, and the match ended with with an Owen Hart run-in, which, as stupid as it sounds, Owen Hart ran down to the ring, even though Gorilla Monsoon declared that it is Bulldog and, um, uh, it's Bulldog and, and Yokozuna as the tag team champions tonight. Owen ran down, got in the ring, and I forget like who like who pinned him, but Owen Hart was was pinned, and so Owen Hart lost the tag team titles in a match that that he was deemed not in because he wasn't in the building. So all of a sudden it just became a three on two handicap match, but it didn't matter because Owen Hart lost the fall. It was it was some of the dumbest peak new generation peak crappy WWF booking you will see but the crowd still pops for it oh what a simpler time oh what a time to be a wrestling fan to where you will just accept anything that was spoon fed to you now granted when I was younger I probably thought that would have been cool too but seeing it now especially now it, it, it made zero sense and, and even Jim Ross who was the baby face commentator's son he was calling, like, like he was calling this like, well, how is this even legal? How is this right? This is stupid, you know. And 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 so nobody, like, nobody with sense liked this ending, but the crowd popped for it, and Diesel and Shawn Michaels left. Uh, wherever this was held, Saginaw, Michigan, as the WWF World Tag Team Champions due to shenanigans and chicanery. It was ridiculously stupid. So I know what I need to do for next week. What's that? I need to find you some soapbox uh, music. Do what you got to do. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I, I... I mean, that's too happy. I love it, but that's just too happy. It could work. I mean, yeah, but 
but that's already taken, man. Like, we know what we do when we play that music. Well, absolutely. And with this music, we need to salute. Granted, I have been saluting all day, or all night. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We do need to do our shot of the day. Which is to none other than whoever was running the WWE production truck on Monday Night Raw. We know it wasn't Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn and Mr. Trips were getting ready for NXT. But, for the graphics at the top of the show, believe it or not, we're so, for some ungodly reason, turned upside down and inside out. As even Renee Young looked at it and said, has this been upside down the whole entire time? That's brilliant. Uh, so, look, man, you know, I I don't know who was in the truck, but uh, it was, it was, I don't know, man, like, I laughed the entire time. But, also, that same person in that production truck who was responsible for timing out the show, obviously could have used a few more minutes of content because at the end of the show when they showed the whole like uh, Firefly Funhouse little weird graphics thing at the end. Yeah, I couldn't think of the word for it. But yeah, that thing was on like it went on too long. It seemed like like, like like a full two minutes of of, of 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 the same thing on the screen, and you know they were just stretching. Yo, hit that music again, though. There it is. All right, so it seems like they they were totally just stretching for time, and so whoever was in the truck, they just it it was it, it was, was a fail. It really was. It really was. But how be ever. We salute you, mystery person inside the truck who is not Kevin Dunn. Right. So, to you, we drink this lukewarm... That's a cat. That is a cat. Okay. We salute you, person in the truck who is not (laughs) Kevin Dunn. We, we'd sit here and drink this lukewarm shock top and my Tory Ridge white lightning. We pour this... Wait a minute, wait, 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 Hold on a second, man. I'm Hold on. on a second. Because we gotta do a big for your day two, man. So, hey, we, you know, like, we just coast it all, all right? So, all right. I want to to salute you for being, for, for being a, a crisp 35 or 78 or 79 or however old you are, okay, you are as whole, uh, you are as old as Methuselah, and I don't even know who Methuselah is. It's just an old name. So, shout out to to you, Sir Justin Time. Happy birthday to you. So we're doing all the shots, and yeah, man. I hope it has been a good day today. I hope it's been a good night. And for the duration of your vacation, have a good one, man. Have a good one. Thank you. All right. 
We pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bitchola. Hmm. And with that, there's there's only one other way how we can transition into something that is greater than the shot of the day. How's that? By having this man on the show. Jimmy Z, Jimmy, welcome to the Atomic Drop Show. What did you guys think? What did you think was better than that shot Ola, man? (laughs) 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 Nothing compares to the sweet sounds of Back in Black whenever Jimmy Z hops on. Well, I am back and I am wearing black, so here we go. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I love I love it on the other end there. Like, what, what you were wondering, what what could be better? Oh man, here it is. <laughs> Not many other people get their own theme music on this show. Well, much appreciated, boy. Much appreciated. All right, Jimmy. So uh, we spoke uh, I, a little I, bit I, earlier. I, I just, yeah, I just got out of work, so give me a little briefing on what's going on. Uh, you want a quick little recap of our show? We're a little recap. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Uh, step one. Uh, we have been drinking nonstop all episode in celebration of uh, just in time myself's thirty fifth birthday. Oh, happy birthday, my friend! Well, thank you much. Uh, we happy then. Birthday, uh, we then got off on to uh, where is Todd Orndorff? He has been MIA for the last five weeks on our show. We are fearing he is dead or uh, doing something with some kind of spit in his hand. We don't know which yet. Followed by the uh, the ongoing debates between General Motors and the UAW Union which uh, General Motors had cut insurances to 45,000 people. Some people who are actually, believe it or not, currently waiting for transplants, getting ke- uh, chemotherapy, or about to have uh, a child, too. So props to General Motors on that. And then Jack from there, it. completely. And from there, we just got done reviewing In Your House 3, Triple Header. And Ooh, what was that one? It was fast. Well, <laughs> well, Kyle, you you sit there and break this one down. You you were actually the one that actually saw it. So give Mr. Uh, Mr. Z a quick little recap. Look, man, all I need to know is, uh, let's see. You had Waylon Mercy, who is a who, who, who was Bray Wyatt before. Ray Wyatt existed taking a pinfall loss in his first match on pay-per-view. Kind of sounds familiar. You had uh, Dean Douglas beating Razor Ramon and we actually didn't go over like what happened in, like, in the finish. But the one, two, three kid came in and he like, and, and he counted three and Razor Ramon turned on him just because it's, 
it, it's it's stupid peak WWF mid nineties booking. Uh, so that was crap. You had Bam Bam Bigelow in and the British Bulldog wrestle a match that was only twelve minutes. That felt like fifty five. You had a really good match with with Bret Hart and and the man who would be known as PCO. That was like the match of the night by far. Wait, wait, who did Bret fight? Jean Pierre Lafitte, who would go on to be um, PCO. Is that is that? Hold on a second. Is that um? Is that Jacques Rougeau? No, he's the other one. He's the other guy. No, um, oh. no, no. Uh, uh, Jean Pierre. Let's see, and I don't know if if you watch the Indies and Ring of Honor and all that kind of stuff, but uh, he, he's now known as PCO. Um, he's in Ring of Some Honor. Some of his ring names to, have been known as yeah. Bash of the Terminator, Carl Olette, Jean Pierre Lafitte, Killer Carl Wallace, uh, Chris uh, Cannonball with a K. PCO, Pierre, Pierre Carl Olette, Pierre Olette, the Pirate, Super B, Wall Wallace, Wildcard Wallace, and X. Who's going to give it to you? Damn, that's a lot of he's had, he's had more gimmicks than Rikishi. <laughs> oh. He ain't got more ass than Rikishi, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Look at so here, down so here we are. Excuse me, Jimmy? The rest of the card, like you said. Oh, the rest of the card ended up with, uh, what was it, Dean Douglas versus Razor Ramon, Bret Hart versus uh, Jean-Pierre Lafitte, and two dudes with attitudes. Diesel and Shawn Michaels defeat the British Bulldog and Yokozuna to win the Tag Team Championships. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. I'm just reading it out Wikipedia building. Okay, well, in this case, rarely, rarely, such as it is the case. Wikipedia was wrong because two dudes with attitude, Diesel and Shawn Michaels, did not beat Yokozuna and British Bulldog. They beat Owen Hart to become tag team champions. And and it's the dumbest thing, and Jimmy, I know, look, you're, like, you're going to get me all riled up again. But the entire show, the length of the entire pay-per-view, they had this ongoing storyline. It was the dumbest thing. Just just randomly out of nowhere, Owen Hart, who, who was half of the current WWF tag team champions with Yokozuna, he just didn't show up to the building. Like, this was a story they were telling on television. He didn't show up to the building. And so Jim Cornette was allowed by acting WWF President Gorilla Monsoon. He was, he, he, he was allowed to find a partner for Yokozuna, a temporary one, which, which for the night would, would, uh, would defend the tag team titles in Owen Hart's place. The match was made official. And then they go through all 17 minutes or however long the main event went. And then at the, and, and, and then the very last minute, Owen Hart, just, just coincidence, shows up out of nowhere 
runs into the ring, tries to run interference, gets in the ring. I think it's Diesel. I think it's like Diesel who pinned him. But Owen Hart, who wasn't even part of the match, gets pinned, and yet Michaels and Diesel still become tag team champions. It is peak WWF booking crap. And I hated it because the entire show, from like from from the first minute, they told you Owen Hart isn't there. He's not there. And then the last shot you see is Owen Hart rising on the mat in pain after being pinned in a match he wasn't even sanctioned for anymore. It, it, it just blew my mind. And if you want to waste two hours, still don't watch it. Be, be, because you will, be, like, you will be disappointed beyond belief. It was awful. And I know we've only done three of these, but it is the worst in your house I've reviewed since we've done this. And there are plenty of bad so, ones to come, but so it, you're, it's so not So you're good. reviewing, basically, yeah, so basically you're reviewing, like, the in your houses, uh, one, two, like, like in order, and right now you're on three. Is, am I, do I understand this correctly? Correct. Yes. Okay, all right, yeah. yeah. So, and, Vin, and Vince was the commentator? So on the card or on this particular show, it was Vince, the King, and Jr. Gotcha. Who would you say was the what well, was lead? Vince. Vince was lead. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Gotcha. Um. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the in your houses were really cheesy. Um, so I'm not going to give you a hard time about anything, you know, um, I think that the one that's like most memorable or one of the ones that's most memorable is the Canadian stampede when it was like all like the heart foundation and like, and now I'm, and I, I think it was against Steve, Steve Austin's team. I don't, I don't remember now, but, um, but a lot like of in your Austin, house, Mike, it was Austin gold dust, uh, Vader, right? Vader, I think. It was and just a hodgepodge. LOD. LOD, yeah. 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 I mean, In Your House was was desperation pay-per-view. It was, uh, you know, at that point, WCW had just started putting out weekly one or monthly ones. And now Vince was kind of like, well, what the fuck? I, did, I do five a year, and now I, these guys are on once a month. So... And, you know, they were all three-hour pay-per-views, and your houses were two-hour pay-per-views, and they were dubbed as cheaper and all this nonsense and uh, new generation trash. I mean, dude's attitude says enough, you know. Um, and But it's just wild that it was all trash, but realistically, like, everybody, it was almost, that, like, everybody out of there, like, you know, almost everybody in that pay-per-view, or a lot of people, excuse me, a lot of people out of that pay-per-view became, you know, uh, they're already Hall of Famers. You know, so, um, but, yeah, the the show, I can only imagine, was complete trash. And uh, I think that they're going to get worse before they get better. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know what's coming up with In Your House 4. I don't really well, want to think I, about I'm it. I'm already looking at it. Oh, jeez. What's coming up? It is WWF In Your House 4, Great White North. 
Winnipeg area in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. The the main event is Diesel versus Bulldog. That's that. And then plus, also if you get the Coliseum video for it, you also get secret code and strategy tips for WrestleMania the arcade game from Acclaim. PlayStation One. It's a game but best yes. game console I ever bought in my life. Coming up from there, that that is what we have coming up next in your house for Great White North, which features a British man and a American, which I, I, I don't understand, but you know what? That was the nineties. Yeah. Well, I mean, you also have to look at the ro- you also have to look at the roster back then. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Razor was a mid Carter. Um, Shawn Michaels, um, I don't think had Shawn Michaels still had not been world champion, so Shawn Michaels was still a mid card. Diesel became he was champion the Intercontinental champion. Yeah, yeah. So he was still mid card then. So. And I'm pretty sure they strapped Diesel with the with with the, uh, the Eagle before they put it on him. Uh, Diesel was champ before uh, before Michaels. Uh, Michaels' first time champion was WrestleMania 12, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, man. So yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and and argue with any anything you're saying right now. It was trash. You know, uh, I mean they they were they were kind of just you know finding their own way at that time. And that that was really bad. That was like you know it. it and that was, um, you know, what year was that? Was that ninety five? It was. It was yeah. October twenty second, nineteen ninety five. The attendance record yeah, was so, ten thousand three hundred thirty nine. And that's almost probably better than what they would do today at, at some trash pay per view that they're putting out. Because the pay per views right now are might as well be just as good. Maybe in your house might be better. You know. So um, I mean, and I'm, and I'm, I mean, the, the, you know, the the five, you know, the four, you know, the four main ones usually, you know, usually get a great show out of those. SummerSlam this year was great, um, but I don't know all these other ones that they're just putting out there. Honestly, have been, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, it's just it's bad. But you know, we've talked about that. That's like we've already talked about that. So. Um, but yeah, man, they were finding themselves in '95. Michaels was champion, like what, six months later, uh, and you know, even then he was figuring it out. And you know, if he had a choice at that point, he would have jumped ship and become part of the NWO too. So, um, but you know, they created uh, what they created. I did see uh, Vice's um, the the wrestling uh, bio on Vice. Um, I, I saw the Montreal screw job. It was pretty. It was pretty well done. I was pretty impressed with it. Yeah, uh, that. So that whole series, the uh, dark side of the ring, those were really well done. Um, I think my favorite, um, my favorite episode was the one on Gino Hernandez, but the screw job one was also very well done. Uh, I need to go back and watch all of them because. Because they're just really good. Uh, I, yeah, honestly, I just I just found out about them. Uh, you know, with a little, uh, the little little like two minute video on Facebook, and sure. uh, I didn't even know that you 
I didn't even know they existed. So I, uh, but yeah, there's definitely plenty to watch. I just watched the first one, and uh, yeah, there's. I, I don't even know who that guy is. What, what what's his story? Uh I won't ruin it for you, but Gino Hernandez was uh, was a bright young star. Uh, made made his name uh, in the uh, in the Dallas Texas area. Did did a lot of stuff with world class. Uh, career cut short, life cut short. Um, he was really into the party lifestyle. You know, uh, was drinking, was doing a lot of drugs, stuff like that. Um, the the ending, you know, month or so of his life is under serious debate, and they kind of go into the different things he might have been involved in, uh, you know, maybe with mobs and, you know, just some other kind of stuff, just theories and stuff like that. It's really well done. I would honestly go out of your way to see it. Yeah, I plan on watching all of them. Uh, I just had never heard of them before, so... Um... But that 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 definitely sounds like uh yeah that sounds like a lot. I mean, realistically, let's let you know think about it. Like you know, um, heavy access of drugs and alcohol really really has has never really done anybody any good. Um, so that's uh, it's a shame to you know shame that that, that happened. That's true. Now, Jimmy, man, I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you. Did did you watch any? WWE this past week? Um, no. No? no? So not even no. NXT last night? No. 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 I, didn't, uh, I didn't honestly even know that. It, I knew that it was going to go on USA. I didn't realize it was last night that it was going to go on USA. Um, I did see... I did see... Um, some of it on on Twitter, like a couple videos, but um, yeah, honestly, I'm not in the loop whatsoever at all. Gotcha, man. Uh, Justin, he's did just you holding see out anything? for AEW. I had not seen anything. Uh, I I saw Raw. I see parts of SmackDown. Uh, NXT, I caught glimpses uh, off of Facebook. <clears throat> I saw that outrageous match with Killian Dane and Matt Riddle. Uh, that was uh, that was a little crazy. It looks like they're trying to set up for war games early. Yeah, just a big old brawl to end the USA portion of the show. Um, no, I'm sorry. That actually wasn't on the USA portion. That was on the network first because they had uh, two hours. One, the first hour was, was on U- USA, and, and the second one was on the network. So yeah, there's there's setups for Takeover War Games, but Roderick Strong beat the Velveteen Dream to become the new North American champion. So all of the Undisputed Era have uh, championships. So shout out to them. Uh, I thought it was a good show, just being the only guy who, like, who's on the line that watched the show. I thought it was good. Um, Leo Rush actually came back, and he wrestled on the second hour of uh, NXT, and he's now the new cruiser, the, the number one contender for the Cruiserweight Championship. And, yeah, man, like, I, I thought it was pretty solid. Next 
or no, not next week, but uh, on, on October 2nd, the the first week of the head-to-head, Shayna Baszler will take on Candice LeRae for the NXT Women's title. And so, yeah, it, it was a pretty eventful show. Um, I'll admit I'm an NXT fan, and I like NXT way way more than, than Raw SmackDown. Uh, that pay-per-view this past Sunday, that sucked. I didn't like any of that pay-per-view either. With, with the exception of, and I've been meaning to ask you guys about this, the return of Luke Harper. That was great. Yeah, yeah. So completely off guard. Yeah, wasn't expecting that at all, right? It it. Uh... Well, I like I like how they're introducing him back in with uh, you know with Rowan again, and you know Daniel Bryan went missing for a little bit, so I'm glad that they didn't completely wipe them out, which is great, so they can pick up where they left off. It, it, now, it kind of I'll ask you guys. My mind. Ask away. No, I'm going to let you go first, Justin. Like I said, it, it just boggles my mind how long that Harper sat there and just sat there and did nothing idly by. I mean, it makes you wonder how much faith that Bischoff has in Harper right now. Because there ain't no way that Vince was get, got on that horn and said, Come up, it, it was all Bischoff. Yep. So I'm going to say something to fill in the dead air right here. Well, I guess I will ask my question then. Uh, what do you guys want to see Harper as a tag team wrestler? Because he's been with Rowan, you know, since since the Wyatt family days, but uh, we haven't really seen a lot of Harper kind of in a singles role. Like I think he had a temporary uh, thing when he was flirting with the uh, Intercontinental Championship in what year was that? 20, 2015? 2014? Something 20, like that, right? Twenty fifteen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. But like. Would you rather see him kind of in this tag team role, or did you want him to just be unleashed as a single guy? Like, like where is his ceiling here? Watching him wrestle per, uh, in front of a live crowd, he is phenomenal. He can captivate a crowd, but he's just going to be labeled a tag team guy because that is all that he's known for. He is synonymous uh, with uh, Rowan. I mean, he and as soon as he came back, everyone started talking about, all right, is this going to be the new Wyatt family? It's like, no, don't. I mean, I loved him in the Wyatt family. Everybody loved him in the Wyatt family, for Christ's sake. However, I feel like this, this is just the Bludgeon Brothers without the Bludgeon. That's, that's just how I feel. And because of that, like, do you think that they need to do something new? Just because, I mean... I think hey, they need like, to rebuild him real quick, real fast, so then he can venture sure. off. Because you know these two are sure. going to have to have another match down the road again. I mean, you, you can't bring him right back cold turkey and have him be a singles, obviously, after what happened at the pay-per-view. 
So they need to sit there. They need to rebuild him, repackage him a little bit. Because he has now gone from, was it Luke Harper to Harper, back to Luke Harper. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like the Harper. I was all about the first name. I thought when they dropped the name, I thought that was lame. I thought the bludgeon thing was lame. I thought what they were doing before was just was better. Then they put him in those stupid costumes. Like, let the guy wear, wear his dirty white beater and, and jeans and kick some people's ass, you know? So when his contract is up, whenever it's actually up, is he AW bound or is he going to return home and just do indies or what's he going to do? Like he'll, I feel like he'll hit AEW. Uh, it also kind of depends how good this push is too now, obviously. Let's see how good this gets him. And if this doesn't uh, get him to re-sign, then uh, I, I believe he's just going to go to uh, AEW. Yeah, AEW is definitely going to have some shock factor when it comes to, uh, you know, people showing up. Uh, One thing I was really surprised about, which, you know, after the Nitro days, I never thought I'd see again. But, um, I mean, you know, I thought everybody had had 90 days, you know, no television compete clause or whatever the case may be. And I didn't really think it was 90 days for, you know, for Johnny Moxville, was it? You mean John Moxley? That's what I meant. Well, John Moxley let his contract expire. He did not resign, so he never ended up quitting. No, I understand that, but even when uh, I thought it was in the contract, even when it expires, and then like you know, they jump ship. Like I thought, Vince. I thought honestly, I thought it was a clause in all the contracts that like you know, there's a you know, you he like for three months you can't you, you can't. You can't show up on TV. You can go wrestle anywhere you want, but and I thought that was kind of like in everybody's contract. Uh, as as far as I know, there was a switch in the um, uh, in the language of the contract to, to where if you are if you're fired, if you're released, if you quit, um, and they and they let you, uh, then it's ninety days. But um, but if you fulfill all the dates on your contract um, uh, legally, they they can't hold you off TV. Um, I see that makes that makes sense. Yeah. So um, with Moxley, that that that's why he could get away with it, even though he waited. Um. Well, I'm trying to think. So, AW, their first show was May 23rd, something like that. And I, didn't this contract expire on, like, May 1st? Something like that. Something crazy yeah. like that, right? It was very short next to each other. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as long as you, like, complete your contract, you can do anything you want. 
that makes sense. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that it was uh, under the under those circumstances. So that makes sense. And what's going to end up happening? I guess where I'm going at with this whole thing is, is that you know, there's going to be a lot of shock value for a while because people that are going to fulfill their contracts, you know, are going to end up just jumping ship, and it's going to make for good TV. And then what's going to happen also? And then what's going to happen also is there's going to be people that are not going to care for AEW, and they're going to jump ship after too. So like the whole thing, you know, the whole thing uh, I think is going to all make for good TV because we want to watch TV where people aren't supposed to be. Without question, Jimmy, do you have anything else you want to add before we close out? Um. No, not really. All right. No, I feel like uh. The, what do you uh, feel like, sir? The uh, what's the uh, the Beatles thing on uh, or the Barry Gibb talk show on SNL when he asks his brother, "Do you have anything to say?" and he thinks and he goes, "No, not really." Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so listen, man. Have a great rest of your birthday. Uh, oh, thank you, and uh, thanks for having me again, guys. And uh, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to Friday Night SmackDown. I'm hoping that like I'm I'm really really having high hopes for that. It's on network television. It's on Fox. Like they have a chance to do something big here. And uh, so let let you know. Let's go. All right, Jimmy. Have a good one, sir. Take care. Later, Jimmy. There he goes. The often opinionated, always vocal, Jimmy Z. Jimmy Z, I always love when he appears just because I get to hear some a, some a, ACDC. But I think, it, I, I mean, I, I guess we're just assuming based off of a little clip, but the new graphics and the stuff that they're using to promote SmackDown on Fox, uh, when they announced the bludgeoning that's going to take place on October 4th, when Brock Lesnar wrestles his first match on WWF TV since, what, 2004? Yes. Um, what, in 15 years? Uh, he's going to wrestle his first match on, on television, and he's going to wrestle... Brock Lesnar uh, for the WWE, or I'm sorry, he's going to wrestle Kofi Kingston for the WWE title. But during that little graphic tease, they had a uh, they had an ACDC song, oh. and I don't remember like what the name of the song is. I'm gonna have to look it up. But that that could be the new SmackDown theme. I'm gonna have to check that out. But we are under the wire here. Gotcha. Well, we got about a minute left. Well, once again, man, uh, just just pull, pulling back the uh, curtain, man. Just just wanted to legit say happy birthday to you again, brother. Hope it's been a good one, man. Hope you get to yeah. to uh, to uh, chill and uh, uh, really quick. Did you get through Red Dead? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, tomorrow. get through it. 
Let me know how it is, man. I mean, like, I'll, I will. I'll never play it, but, you know, I, I'm sure that it'll be a fun conclusion. It will. For Kyle Cruz, I am just in time, and we will see you next week here on the Atomic Drop Show. Later. See ya. Todd, stop being a bitch. Get on the show. Ten seconds.